Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sheila Shoiga and welcome to Ready To Be Real Conversations, the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not, but my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort or simply entertain you. This week I speak to actor and writer Amy De Bruyne. So the classic question is like if you could go back in time and have that chat with your younger self when you were striving and... You know, it, it was tough. I would imagine there were plenty of tough times. Yeah. What would you say to that younger Amy? Oh, um, it will happen. It will happen. And the quicker you learn to enjoy yourself and be happy now, the quicker it will happen. Amy is married to Sean and they've two kids, daughter Billy and baby son River. And in this conversation, we speak about motherhood, her powerful march for maternity speech, being authentic, TV show Line of Duty, her love of yoga and why ladybirds are important to her. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Here it is. Amy, thanks a million for being here. Not at all. Thank you for having me. I know it's hard because like no more than myself, you have two smallies. Yes. And they're very close in age. Yes. And <laughs> like, trying to leave the house. Yeah. It, oh, this, this is an achievement that we're here. Oh, it's a huge achievement, actually, even this morning, because we, we swapped it. Usually Sean brings Billy to Montessori and I was bringing her this morning. And there was about 17 disasters before we even got <laughs> like got her to the door of Montessori. And then I'm like, bye. I'm yeah. free and then that <laughs> feeling of like you just land then after you sort of hand them over is actually a really wonderful feeling yeah like, this is my first outing oh my god so today we're 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 recording this at the beginning of February and uh, my little one my little girl is 12 weeks today actually so Billy is two and a half yeah yeah and then baby River is four and a half months am I right yeah just tur- no just turned four months oh, four so months. oh maybe it is four and a half now like I've gotten to the point where I know I'm gonna have to yeah. stop counting in weeks yeah exactly no I had to stop I was like I don't know what this means anymore <laughs> yeah. well you're talking to a full-on 80s parent here I think I've just taken on my mother's approach way too much so I'm real like laid just, back oh my god but that's good yeah because they pick up so. on our vibe don't they yeah oh god yeah oh totally like or if she, if she it's so funny even if me and my husband John are having like a conversation and it's not it's actually we're not arguing or anything we might be talking about something that we're both passionate about like sure. it's something and she's always like no Stop it, stop it, stop talking. Stop talking. Shh, quiet, everyone. Quiet, everyone. Sit down. And you're like, oh my God, like we're only just having a conversation. Yeah. Like it's like if, if the energy just raises slightly, like they totally know. Yeah, totally, totally know, yeah. totally know. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm I'm more laid back in with number two than I was ever with my, my first, my boy yeah, who's now four. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I think it's just, you don't 
where yeah, and also you don't, you don't time because it's mental you've no time so you're just kind of going and that's it as well you're not preempting anything you yeah. see them like like if he's just like sitting in that chair thing happy out while I'm trying to fix something for Billy I'm like he's grand like whereas before with Billy I would have been like she looks like she's starting to mooch I think yeah, shall yeah, we yeah. like no like if he is like if he's happy he's happy I'm done with that you know it's fine yeah yeah <laughs> so I know you're um you're 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 working. You're doing what what I suppose a working actor does, which is trying to keep the show on the road and be a parent at the same time. So absolute kudos to you for that. Um, but I really want to start with that speech that you gave back in October at the uh, Better Maternity Care March. I wanted to be there in person. Unfortunately, I wasn't, but I was certainly there in spirit, and I cried so many tears over your speech. And I still get goosebumps when I think about it. Um, because you spoke so incredibly well. It was so powerful. And the fact that you had given birth to your baby boy just two weeks previous was, I think, just took everybody's breath away. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, this was so important to you to be there. And you spoke on behalf of so many women and couples and the people impacted by the pandemic and how women have been treated and partners and I have you know been one of them too so I get it I've had a no more than you I had a baby pre-pandemic and having one during restrictions it was different yeah night and day like even if you're the restrictions slightly eased a bit which they did for us like uh, it, it still was a completely different experience yeah and uh and yeah and it's even so funny that you say that about speaking on behalf of so many women because I think that's what I like I didn't have time to write that speech essentially because I'd just given birth and, course, yeah, and, yeah. and Linda from uh, uh, from Better Maternity Care was kind of like I know it's a lot to ask but would you be willing to speak and my instinct just went yes and then it was like sort of the night before it landed and I was going oh god I'm like you want me to write something oh Jesus so I remember I just tuned in I all I could think of was I just tried to just tune in to how everybody, how everybody felt, how all the women, all the men, all the couples, everything, you know, felt. And uh, and it just kind of poured out of me. And I think there was one line I, I, I sent it to my mom and my mom was just like, yeah, that's brilliant. And just there's, that line is just repeating the point. So maybe lose that one. And I was like, you're totally right. I know the line you're talking about. Ditch that one line. And then that was it. So it was kind of as simple as that, but as powerful as that, because on some level, mm. I definitely felt like, I wa I had a responsibility to speak on behalf of all these people and uh and it was and 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 I couldn't believe how moved I was once I got there because yeah. you're you're shaky anyway you've just given birth even though I kind of was barreling through going I'm grand it's fine I'll just do this uh once I, when I got there and I just saw the people and the kids and the babies and people that just shouldn't have had to experience this and mm. And knowing my experience on Billy and and that it was a, 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 a tricky L birth, though, and knowing that I had kind of a positive outlook on it because my, my partner was there the entire time and it ended up being like, oh, it was fine, you know, then going now with, you know, going with, with River the second time, I was kind of going, no, I'm sorry, this is, this just can't, this is, this is not right, this is not fair. And with our history of how we treat women in this mm, country, mm that really landed with me and um and which is really funny because i think a few weeks before even my original instagram video where i put out about kind of like going hang on what's going on here why have we not <laughs> been mentioned in all of this yeah um i think i was about 7 months pregnant at the time and a few weeks prior to that i had actually been talking to my eldest sister who's all, who who's very kind of passionate about kind of lots of issues and will always speak up about things and I was actually saying to her god I really don't we're so different in that way I really don't feel the need to in that yeah, kind of way yeah, yeah. but for some reason this just like poured out of me I just kind of I, I couldn't I couldn't stay quiet about this one really couldn't I know you've used the word power and instinct and um and I know from never meeting you in person, but just, you know, getting a snapshot into you from looking at your Instagram or hearing you speak about your love of yoga. It sounds like you're you're somebody who is good at tuning in to like who you really are and perhaps to something a bit deeper. I feel that sometimes you can channel um, energies mm. and the feeling. I think f- for you, perhaps that kind of, okay, what do I want to say here? And you just let it flow through you. We'll hear it now in a second. We are going to play it. 
But that feeling of that's grand as we do. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. That's okay. And sure, isn't it better than X, Y, and Z? Um, and sometimes that's just not good enough. No. To say it's grand. It's yeah. not it's not actually grand. No, it was so not grand. That was the thing. It was really yeah, and and I think and I think something I think a, a um something that I, that is good about myself I think is that or a, t- a talent in inverted commas that I have would be from yeah, my own writing. Don't, like, yeah. You're doing the Irish thing of <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, own it, yeah. Like a yeah, like a um like I would have written kind of one woman shows for years and that was kind of where I kind of allowed me to come back to Ireland and allowed me to make a little bit of a mark here and very slowly kind of become part of I guess a, an acting scene or whatever over here but with my shows um it was always about um my writing was was not to give myself a gig or so people so I'll be famous and people will know something about me it was just always try and speak about something greater and I always felt that with my writing I it was it was it was coming through me and and that's why even I love that there's an Elizabeth Gilbert talk I think everyone's seen it at this stage where she's talking about she, like the writers um channeling mm-hmm. uh, you know and 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 uh, and the genius used to be this kind of mystical thing that lived in the walls and you would almost kind of you know coax it in and and, and it would come through you whereas then um at some stage of the kind of re- some revolution or whatever the 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 person became the genius and that's when the mental health problems started because there it was too much power mm. and people were putting too much pressure on these humans mere mortals when it was something else, something bigger they were channeling. So I've always felt that with my writing. And that's why my writing is not something that I do all, all the time, but it's I do when I feel called to do it. And uh, and that's something that I felt like with this speech, I was like, oh, well, I know how to tune in. Like, I know how mm. to get that. Like if, if and and it's how I process things. Like even I remember my um, when my great auntie uh, died, she like she was in her 90s. But she was kind of like our grandmother, really, and and so so huge a part of our lives. And I remember, like, literally the morning she died, I was like, Vroom. I just like wrote this kind of speech about her, and I ended up saying it at the funeral. Wow. It's like it's how I feel like I a thing that I'm a, that I'm able to do is distill, you know, kind of gather up that information maybe, uh, or gather up that energy and distill it into kind of a very uh, succinct way. Yeah, perhaps. you're a natural communicator. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I suppose. You which, are. which, yeah, which, <laughs> which is weird to me because my my innate personality always feels a little bit shy, but bit introverted. Suppose, yeah, a bit introverted. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. So that day, not. did you stand up as Amy, or did you kind of step into like one of your characters, as it were? Yeah. To, oh, to, total character. Like okay. char- as in a role or a. I, I very much knew, embodiment. Embodiment. Like I knew I was there. For something bigger. So I was not there. You were there as a collective, but using your voice to speak for so many of us. And then it feels easier as well. It feels easier rather than me going up and putting all that pressure on myself. I kind of felt like, okay, we're all here. In this together. Gathering everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to it. What I will say is that no one wants to be here. Like in the nicest way not one person is here today because they had nothing better to do i'd certainly like to be sitting in a warm dry cafe with my husband and my two-year-old daughter and my two-week-old son yes two weeks old but But how can I, when I know that across Ireland, so many other women's needs are for maternity care are not being met. This country has a long and checkered history with the mistreatment of women in our society. And it can be exhausting. And unless this issue is staring you directly in the face, it's so easy not to look at. But I did it myself. I would say, oh, well, thank God I had my first baby when my partner could be there with me. And sure, by the time I'm having my second, everyone will be fully vaccinated, so it won't affect me. And sure, didn't our mothers do it without their partner? So it'll be fine, it'll be grand, it'll be grand, it'll be grand, it'll be grand. No, it won't be grand. We have to be here. So listen up. The one thing that connects us all 
is in order to get here, to be born, someone, a woman, gave birth to you. It is an important job. It is an essential job. So wouldn't you like to give that woman the respect and support she deserves in one of the most important and essential jobs she will ever do? Amy, every time, and that's only a clip, a part of your speech, but every time I hear it, I, I feel I feel so much um, admiration for you. I'm sure your own family, your husband, everyone that knows you are bursting with pride, but also a huge sense of gratitude that you you did that for for us, for us, uh, for everyone. And then once again, it's not just about women, it's about all of us. And uh, um, I, I don't know how many times I felt so much compassion for first timers during mm. the pandemic because you know any of us who have had a kid before yeah. the restrictions came in know that it's it's a bloody scary thing to think about giving birth anyway but coupled with restrictions and not having your your partner with you mother of god so huge respect to everyone who 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 birthed babies during the time and now it feels strange because while we're meant to be out the other side of it, restrictions are still a thing. Yeah. yeah. And women like Linda, who runs the Women Ascend uh, Instagram page and, and others like her are still fighting the fight. Yeah. They're, they're the people that I kind of, <laughs> without being do like, they're the real heroes. But like they are, like, because they're the people whose babies are, are toddlers now, who they don't need to be doing this. Like they don't. But they're just so compelled yeah. to help and they can't see anybody else go through it. Because even she's even said had said to me, like, you know, when River was born, to like, dip in and out, don't be feeling like you need to, you know, like look after yourself. That's important, too. And she's thinking of that of me and yeah. she's still fighting the good fight. It's just... Yeah, it's it, it, like it's it's incredible. And um, and it raises a bigger conversation about how women are still treated here. And yeah. we have moved on so much and it's yeah. great. And, you know, we repealed the Eighth Amendment and, you know, um, gay marriage is celebrated now. But nonetheless, <laughs> we still it was it, I think for a lot of for a lot of people as well, it was it was probably depending on their own circumstance. It was really mm. traumatizing, actually. And the way COVID was used and it's certainly not something I said before but I will mm. say it now was used as an excuse Oh, uh, like the greatest excuse the gr- like because uh, like I've ha- I had people messaging me who had had actually had nurses in the hospital say to them you know well it's actually easier oh, it's without, easier without the partners here to be honest with you you know so there is a want there to not have them the partners in the way uh, so, so and I think that's what really kind of struck me as, as as unjust and that's why I had to speak up because I was going no I'm sorry I don't think this is just this is just a COVID thing because we all did it we all played our part we all you know we we we, we and, and everyone was willing at the beginning kind of people were really sacrificing things and going like okay that's fine my husband won't be able to be there or you know my my uh, my niece was born uh, in the March just a few days before lockdown so like we all barely got to see her in the first couple of months of her life yeah. but we're all willing to do that yeah yeah but then it just got to a point where it was like well hang on where where does the book stop here nothing nothing makes sense and then even when I was going in having river and that's only in September yeah great the the coom had opened up now still not to the full extent that it had before but other hospitals across the country were opening up for an hour like we're allowing the partners in for an hour at a time like an hour per day Mm. like it just it does. It just didn't make sense. No and sense. No. And I remember asking about, you know, have medical interventions, have they increased? And it was like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'd had an emergency C-section on Billy and then uh, with River, I was having a, a, a planned C-section. Yeah. And um, and although it was, you know, it, it wasn't solely because, you know, uh, because of the restrictions that that decision was made. 
but it you cannot say it doesn't have an impact, you know, um, because I was kind of going, okay, well, grand, you know, I don't want the same thing to happen. That might just be how my body reacts to labor. I don't want the same thing to happen again uh, on river where I go to the very end of labor yeah, and gosh. just before I'm about to push, I have to be sent down for an emergency C-section. That's not ideal. And it's very hard on you. So I'm going, I okay, well, imagine. yeah. And then I'm kind of going, but also the great benefit and the thing that I can comfort myself with throughout this whole pregnancy is I know Sean will be there because we'll know exactly what time I'm going in. And also, and 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 that's the other thing as well, you know, th- th- that's the problem as well. Like a C-section isn't the easy way out. I've had no, both an emergency one and, and an elective one. And I can say on the emergency one, I found the emergency one easier because I was high as a kite. I was at the end of a process. I'd gone through an entire journey to have my baby. And then at the very last minute, it was like, this is the safest thing to do. And I'm off my face. So I'm like, yeah, grand, yeah. whatever. You, know, you just do whatever you need to do. This is wonderful. And then, but obviously going in very sober, right. having River, walking onto and sitting up onto an operating table where they're going to know mm. is, I found personally very very difficult like I found I felt a bit kind of like yeah tugged at afterwards I kind of felt a bit like oh god that was a that was a different experience again so you know it's yeah so so, and and people are probably hopefully they're not but you know people could be making decisions like that because they're kind of going well you know at least then I know he's there and I know or or she's there or whatever you know yeah yeah um I know that was intense and I can feel it, feel the, feel the energy just riles you up because um, you're clearly a, a passionate person and somebody whose moral compass is, is, is very finely attuned. I was saying to one of my sisters the other day, I was going like, I was going that thing, you know, cause I'd been, I'd been thinking, I'd been thinking just about things about being authentic and what authenticity means and being honest and truthful and I was saying is that a is that a our family thing like is that the girls thing because I was going I like I cannot bear I have to it has to be I, I it has to be real it has to be genuine I have to kind of it, I have to be honest you don't do shit talk no I really don't and then and then my sister Ashley was like oh no that's all Amy that's our family like she, cause she was going other people like she was going like they they're they're happy to kind of keep a few things under the surface and she was like I think that's just an us thing you're a straight shooter so I would imagine if I'm your pal you're going to tell me the truth whether I like it or not but you're always going to I'm going to if, if I you want, ask me for an honest yeah. answer you're in your you 30s yeah. yeah yeah um I'm in my 40s uh early early um well late 30s over ish. here so we're um, <laughs> but I definitely have found that as well that uh as you know I'm I, I feel I'm very different to my 20s yeah. but I, in the sense that I've probably a more myself than I ever was because you get more comfortable in your own skin some people like you some people won't and that is totally cool yeah I think that's it because I, I definitely think my 20s were a funny old time like I was de- kind of trying to find myself you were striving probably yeah, in the acting world oh totally and like and I'm I'm so ambitious and was so hard on myself and I was grafting and working and like constantly writing things putting on things myself with very little support and I don't mean like family or friends support I mean more kind of support from kind of uh I I never felt like I was a part of anything I felt like I was just like a little lone kind of wolf and figuring stuff out myself and and it stood me in great stead now for my career for sure but I think that was a lot of my 20s was like striving and then kind of worrying oh god people don't really like me oh I'm, I'm I'm a lot like I'm um not that I'm a lot but I think I maybe I didn't suffer fills gladly. So maybe I, that kind of came across or I seemed a bit a huge thing. Actually, with my friends was always like in my 20s because I spent so 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 much of them single uh, was uh, was like, you're very intimidating to men. You know, <laughs> <laughs> these ones I was like, oh, God. So I always felt a bit like I was probably intimidating in what way, I wonder. I don't I don't know. I think I wonder, is that just an excuse that people say, Do you know, yeah. like like um but I probably because like, you know yourself. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I probably wouldn't kind of. Uh, I I just can't do the the bullshit kind of yeah, stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose kind of any of the and also I'm probably not a very good flirt either, which my husband likes to tell me all the time. I was <laughs> I was definitely not a good flirt. I'm <laughs> <Pretty> more like <laughs> so. Yes, uh, pro- yeah. I think I and yeah. I suppose and a relationship was not something I needed. I think that's probably what that meant for people or what they were picking up. It was not something, you know, some people love being in a relationship and constant and can't be in one without then going straight into another. Yeah. I kind of, 
didn't feel that, you know. Good on you. I, I would have liked it. Oh, sure. Like and when all my friends are like coupled up for weddings and stuff. Yeah, that would have been nice at times. But I think uh, I had other things. I had other like, you know, I had other fish to fry. I was focusing on my career. I was doing this. I was doing that. So kind of the relationship I always kind of had in my head, I want that to be a bonus. I wanted, some, I wanted to add something to my life as opposed to just somebody for the sake of it. But that would be very drilled in for my mother. Like my mother would be kind of, you know, very um, feminist, I guess, in that yeah, way. Great. Yeah, great. Well, if I was your husband listening to this, I would find that a compliment in the sense that you're clearly not somebody who was going to settle for anything other than, yeah, this is it. Yeah. And I think, I, funny, we always say we were kind of both like that. And then we great. both kind of were like, oh yeah, it's not that we want a relationship. It's like, we kind of feel like, oh no, this is, this has something in it. This, you know, is, is something, yeah, this... This could be a good thing, you know, and uh, and as a result, I feel like we have a good balance, like that we are able, we, and particularly because we were both so, so ambitious when we first met each other. We're both very good at kind of uh, uh, supporting each other in and what understanding. we want to do. Yeah, because he yeah. is, he's not an actor, but he's he's in the business. Yeah, so he originally uh, trained as a director and then opened a few years ago a storyboarding and kind of illustration company. And then it's so you're both of, creatives. Yeah, yeah. So you have to, yeah. you have to, oh God, have some sort of understanding otherwise it just wouldn't work like, no because yeah. your days can look completely different yeah. from week to week uh, yeah and I can literally turn like I have to sometimes be like okay so there's I I have like five weeks of filming here so and I'll be popping up here to like or I'll be going to Belfast so can you we just have to we have to just come together and figure it out and you know and make it work basically yeah yeah there's so much um to talk to you about and obviously your acting career has really taken off in recent years um, like you've done so much cool stuff you've been in Coronation Street you've been in Vikings you're in one of the Jason Bourne movies um, and of course you appeared as Steph Corbett in Line Duty like the rest of the world major fans in our house of oh, the TV good. show your accent is so yeah. amazing oh, obviously I'm not Liverpudlian but mm. I, I would imagine anyone from Liverpool would say you nailed it Yes, I have. Uh, well, apart from probably about three trolls on Twitter. Okay. But, um, <laughs> Cheers, guys. We, we love those trolls. I love them. They're so kind. Um, but uh, no, I've had some good responses even from like Stephen, who was who is from Liverpool, who was the actor playing my husband originally. And then even like, you know, for uh, for every one of those trolls, then like I remember I was doing a voiceover at the time and satellite over to the UK and the, the guy was actually from Liverpool and he was like, I didn't realise that it was you and I yeah, thought you brilliant. were from Liverpool. And I was like, thank God. So yeah, it's been genuine, like across the board, quite positive. And then I think people, and that that was kind of a really nice thing that people only really in the second the second series that I was in started to realise I was Irish. Um, is really nice because I feel like that's very in keeping with how my career has always been. It's been sort of quietly ticking away doing bits, not sort of um, being noticed too much, which is uh, which is good and bad. Like it, they're, they're, it's lovely to get the recognition, um, but it's also quite nice when you're a little bit of a surprise to people. Yeah. How do you handle fame? <laughs> I don't because I don't feel like I am. <laughs> I do you not? No, not at all. I think it might have been different, particularly with this job. I mean, in, like but line you, of duty. But you, but you are. I, am I? I hate to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I did have some lovely girls. I met. I was. I was having coffee with my sister in Dundrum, and we got, got chatting to these two girls because both our babies were kind of the same age. And I was yeah. like, "God, oh, people are lovely, aren't they?" I was like, "This is lovely." Like, mummy's chatting, and then at the end, one of them was like, "Do I know you from the telly? Were you online and like line of duty?" And I was like, "Yes." And, I, and so me and my sister were like, "I'm famous." I think as well because of the way line of duty went. And it was in the pandemic and everything. It was such a huge show. I mean, it got top like, ratings. Top of ratings, any TV I think, show. over the uh, over the last ten years yeah. and all this. Yeah. But because we were all in indoors, I don't think I felt any anything okay, from it. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if it would have been different had we all been kind of able to yeah. go into studios and stuff. Because even even a lot of the press I was doing was all like online, online. Yeah. So you're kind of like you can get to bask in the line of duty glory. No, not really. So and yeah. like a lot of my kind of uh, you know when you're you're like oh what will I wear to this interview is all from the like neck up. <laughs> I was like I'll put a lovely necklace on for this one. Like, <laughs> you have a wardrobe full of collars. Yeah, exactly. I actually do. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> Love it. But um, 
So obviously, you know, it wrapped up and people were kind of left wanting more. I know mm. I am one of those. Yes. And I'm sure it's a question that's asked a lot. And they're saying, it's will it be brought back? No. Yes, maybe. And it's all this kind of sense of mystery around it. Yeah. I think that's how Jed likes to do I know it. that even if you know the answer, you're not going to tell no, me. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't if I knew, but I definitely don't know the answer. But you say you're filming in Belfast. Oh, no, I'm not filming at the moment in Belfast. In Belfast. <laughs> I was filming in Belfast. My brain is working overtime. <laughs> Like, but no, I, 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 I hope it'll come back and uh, myself. And I think, I think there's the, I think he's left it open. And I think what Jed does is he's clever. Like he's not, like it was a. This is the creator of the TV the show. The creator, sorry, yeah. yeah, the yeah, TV, yeah. And, and he writes it and he creates it. And I think like it kind of, uh, basically, like I don't think anyone was really, it wasn't ideal having to do it in the pandemic because we had started and we'd only filmed the first couple of episodes and the rest were supposed to be filmed and it was put on pause and then everything had to be sort of uh, amended to suit the kind of COVID restrictions. So uh, I feel, I, I hope it comes back. I feel like it would, but in a different, like in different circumstances, hopefully maybe when the pandemic's out, like completely over and yeah. they can, because I know the, the, the leads love doing it because they get to kind of hang oh, out for yeah. a few months and, and it, have it, great crack. Exactly. And it looks like they really do have great crack together. Um, now, like spoiler alert in a way, but look, it's a huge show. If you haven't seen it, you just skip through this part. But you were in season five and then obviously the last one. And and it could, your character could have wrapped up in yeah. season five. Yeah. Um, you know, if you watched it, you know what happens. But they decided to go a different direction, which I'm delighted about because it was a great old twist yeah. and a relationship that you develop with another character in season six. Um, I'm sure that's down to the fact that you impressed them effectively, I would imagine. went, let's try and keep her in. Yeah, like I think when it seems like the creator Jed, when when it's something, if he likes something someone's doing, sometimes he'll often kind of include them. And originally in the first, in the series five, I was only signed up to do I think two episodes, and uh, and he sent a message. He sent a, an email uh, to me saying that he really liked what I was doing and was was wondering would I come back for the finale and I was like uh, yes Brilliant. <laughs> absolutely and that's and that's a lovely thing and the only reason I even mention that is if anyone is ever in this job that those things do happen because they never happen to me you know like I'd always hear about people that my agent would always even tell me about like oh they, they were in this series for one episode and then they were picked up and you're like yeah sure like is that ever going to happen but it does happen and it's lovely when it does and it's mm. a real then testament to all those years before that you were kind of ticking away, which is lovely. And then, um, and then I did it and I finished up and I kind of didn't think anything, anything more of it. And then I just heard, I I think I'd only just had Billy, my, my, my daughter, um, a few weeks or whatever. And I got a call kind of going, they're just wondering about availability because he's kind of, he's thinking of a storyline that will involve you. It's like, what? Yes, yes. A hundred times. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, Brilliant. So you so, filmed that. Yeah. And Billy was, was young, obviously. So that was mad juggle. Was it up and down? Yes. And that, but then the pandemic. So like, yeah. so I, I think she was only, um, she might've been only five or six months, but yeah. I mean, Sean and her came up to visit and um, which was really nice. Brilliant. And so that kind of worked a bit. And then it was also nice getting to go away to film yeah. because it kind of gave me the space to think about everything and, you know, absorb stuff. And then uh, and then the pandemic hit. So she was seven, about seven months when the pandemic started. And then by the time we got back to filming, she was she was over a year old. So that wow. was a, another kind of leap, which yeah. was just, you know, insane. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so so it it definitely did become a juggle, and even going up then to Belfast the second time around after the pandemic, after kind of all she's really known is us for so long, that was kind of uh, that was that was hard in a way, but yeah. also good in another way because yeah. it, good for her to be able to kind of be surrounded by other people as well. Sure. Ready to pop the question. The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You spoke about striving a lot in your 20s when you're, you know, pushing for work yeah, and I would imagine going for auditions all the time. And I would imagine for a lot of people, um, it would be very easy. No, not easy. It wouldn't be easy at all. I'm sure it'd be very difficult. I'm sure there are plenty of people who are listening who would love to be in your position, but like it couldn't survive the the constant uh, trying and maybe getting knocked back and trying and getting knocked back. Mm. Um, was there a point for you where you went, is, is this it? Or you know, will I keep, will I keep on trucking? It's going to work. Was there an inner knowing that I'm bloody good at this? It is going to work out for me. Yeah, I think so. There was always something there that I knew. I knew, and and because I've, I've always wanted to do it since I was like, I, I always, I used to act out scenes from films and everything in like when I was three, you know, like I was yeah. kind of, I was always kind of performing, performing and living in that world and loved that world. So there was always a knowing that this, this is my calling. This is my calling. It's definitely my calling. And, but I think I had to definitely, and what all those years in my twenties taught me, I had to really refocus it and, and it not be about the fame and it not be about, um, the sort of the exterior, the kind of like, you know, um, and now everyone will think I'm great and everyone will think, and I'll be famous and everyone will know how good I am. It had to be about something deeper. It had to be about it being about the calling, it being about the work, it being about loving the work, finding ways to, 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 to put my own work out there and, and touch people and hopefully people will feel something from it. And, um, so it made all that striving made me look into the work deeper and, Mm. Um, and explore characters in a different way and, and very much go back to kind of a childhood kind of a love of acting and not just being about when I'm famous, people will know how good I am and then I'll be happy. Because yeah, because I suppose that's all on, on an ego level. Total ego level. And then in order to, you know, in order to get the good stuff, you have to be happy in the normal everyday stuff as well. You know, see, so it was kind of figuring all that kind of stuff out. As well, if that makes sense. It does, it does, it does. I know you're a lover of yoga as well. I suppose that that practice helps to ground you. You seem like a pretty grounded person anyway, but. Good, because I feel like I'm floating. (laughs) You know, you've left your children, you're like. "Ah." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But the practice of yoga and and connecting the breath to the body to all of the bits and bits and bobs. Does that help you with your work? Yeah. Oh, like I always. Oh. It just, I just think it makes me a better actor. It makes me a better person and it makes me a better actor um, because I feel like unt- uh, if you want to explore all these characters and all these kind of facets of the human condition or whatever, y- y- you need to know yourself. Yeah. And, um, and and that helps me know myself and tune even in. tune in and like, and just like the, the focus it takes and, and, and getting in touch with different parts of your body so that when you are embodying a different character, you can use your body and your physicality. Because there are some people who do just act from the neck up, you know, and mm. um, and that's fine and it works for them and they're probably gigging away happy out. But for me, I, I just love It's a full body to, experience. Yeah, I love yeah. to kind of get into the body of the character and feel what's different, what's not the same. And, and then also even on another like random level, 
I think there's so much, you know, if you are in the in media or public eye, there's so much placed on your exterior and your outward appearance. And what yoga mm. for me is really good at doing is really uh, making me like my body from the inside out. Yeah. Like I'm kind of like, wow, look how strong I am. Look how good I am at this. Oh, I can, you know, or, you know, look what my body can do and look what it can do that it couldn't do a few months ago or, yeah. you know, um, uh, yeah, and that kind of very, uh, and, and a gentle strength to it as well. Yes. It's not this kind of hard beating yourself off machines either. Yeah, it's, it's not real... that force. No. It's more it's about like, an inner power, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think, I just think, I would. Re- I just don't know why they don't do it more at drama schools and stuff like that because it's, you know, and, and some people kind of go, oh no, I can't, it's too, it's too slow and too like, and I'm too in my head and I'm kind of going, no, but there's other flows that might suit you. Yeah. you it, it, there might be kind of a, a more vinyasa kind of flow where you're kind of constantly moving. Maybe you need that to then go to this. You know, there's lots of different mm. and lots of different teachers as well. Like, yeah, you know, I, I like that's why I love even going to the, the yoga place that I, I go. Though I'm constantly doing the online classes at the moment. But I because of the teachers, because some days it's just lovely to get a little taste of other, you know, lots totally. of different people and their way of, I guess, channeling it yeah, to yeah. you. Like, so yeah, I love it. Like, I love it. And in the pandemic, oh my God, I was like, I got addicted. Like, because yeah. it was the only <laughs> thing. Like, it was just, yeah. and and I, and I and I would find myself writing after I do a yoga class in the pandemic because it felt like, um, yeah, it just felt like a release of something, you know, it was because, yeah, because there was nothing left, you know, it was and it was a few minutes to myself where I was in myself and in my body, which was just divine, yeah. especially at that time when I did a little child pulling out of me of every two minutes. <laughs> well, you said it there, being in your body and and use the word flow. And that's what it's about. And people speak about, especially in your profession as well, being in flow. Mm. What does that mean to you when you're in flow? Oh, when I'm in flow. Um, I suppose you were in flow that day you gave that speech yeah. you know when you're feeling like this is this oh it's like it's just I'm living it in real time it's just happening and I am I'm going with it with no resistance like no, that's yeah. what and when I'm doing a character or when I'm when I'm if I'm playing a character or I'm on stage or, I, or I'm even even if I'm doing an audition and I'm acting with somebody it's and I'm in easy. flow it's so easy and you're just and it is just that exchange of energy. It's it's you're receiving something and you're giving it. You're, you're it's transforming and you're giving it back. And um, and I guess it's like breathing. It's like you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's a sense of breathing. So when I am in flow, I just feel like I, I feel like I'm floating, but a really grounded floating. I just feel like it's just all. I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Mm. Exactly where I'm meant mm. to be, and love I love it. that. Yeah, yeah. I find it fascinating to observe people's personal rituals before taking to a stage to maybe give a talk or, um, you know, a singer who might sing a song or whatever it is. Um, and I suppose I'm, I like to observe people. I'm mm. a bit of a creep. Um, <laughs> but I, I've seen it at different things I've done because I've been emceeing different yes. events and introducing people. And I really do like to to watch what, because everybody's different. Yeah. Some people are a bag of nerves and they hit the stage and they're like cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Other people are the opposite. And they're like joking and having the crack behind the scenes. They hit the stage and for the first minute or two, there's a nervous energy until they chill. So everybody's different. I've seen breathing exercises. I've seen chant. I've seen prayers being said. I've seen people puke. No joke. (laughs) What? It will name no names. Mm -hmm. What is your own process? Do you have a process? Yes. Like I would do, um, I would do kind of a physical warm up. So I would probably do some yoga and some stretches and, um, and then there's a kind of a, there's a, um, there's a Michael Chekhov way of working and it's not my method as such, but it's something that I really enjoy where, where you kind of. For those listening, can you explain who he is? He is. So it's a, he, he kind of, he trained up with kind of Stanislavski and where the difference between him and say Stanislavski was very kind of your, your, your own memories and digging into your own personal experiences. And Michael Chekhov is more imagination based. So like an, an imaginary center where, where the character leads from an imaginary body 
um, an atmosphere, dealing in atmospheres. So for me, that, that resonated more for you. It resonated more for me. It's more playful. It's more um, there. I can get way more out of it. I can because because your imagination is is sort of infinite, whereas your experiences are so limited. Um, so that's why I always kind of leaned in that way. Is that the kind of Beyonce, Sasha Fierce kind of idea where uh, you can embody a different character? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it gives you this energy. Yeah, maybe. because that can be so huge. It can be anything. So yeah. Um, and there's kind of archetypal movements and things and gestures that you can do that sort of get you get you in your body and and so I would kind of do a little bit of that and then I go very and I very much mark like if it was a if it's a one person show which often in theatre that I would be doing would be my own I'd very much kind of just very mark mark all the points so I kind of I need little preparations like I'm marking all the points I know I hit this here here this here and I kind of go through it in my head first and then I go very quiet. And I go very internal and I just and and then a lot of that then just before I go on is just about connecting to the audience and just feeling their presence there. And then there's a sort of a which is very Michael Chekhov as well, stepping across the threshold into into this space. You step is. into it, step into it so that I feel so that you're leaving all your they kind of say, leave all your baggage at the door, step into it. You're in this this new space now connecting to these people and then you can go back and pick up your baggage afterwards and it, it for me cool. it's a good disconnect it. yeah and I'd say probably now with having kids it probably would come into its own because you're kind of you know up until two minutes before you're you're changing pooey nappies and yeah, yeah. this and that and then you're kind of expected to kind of switch so it's really it's a really nice kind of separation um to be able to do but yeah I de- I know, but I definitely need all those little kind of rituals for myself to so nobody can come near you before you hit the stage like you're not going to go up to him and go hi how are you <laughs> have the chat you're like I'm in I'm in my zone I'm in my zone I probably will be able to have the chats but then I kind of uh, you'll probably just see me sort of slink off yeah, fine, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I'll try to be polite and then I'll be like oh. um but yeah, I find it so interesting. That's just the reason I ask is I, I'm just fascinated by everybody's own personal process. Yeah. Um, and essentially all it is is to make them feel safe. Like that's all it is really because yeah. it's Safety, whatever. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. you're kind of going into this unknown space where it's, you know, it's hanging on you and whatever other performance are there, but you have your part to play. So there's a huge responsibility. So I guess you're just trying to and everyone's is so different and mm. it is just a total mental thing of like, I just need to now find my little safe things that I, and it changes and it also changes depending on the venue, depending on the production, depending on what you're doing. Because I did so many things like dinner theatre where I'd be in the corner of a room, people would be having their dinner and uh, I'd be popping on afterwards and I'd have a tiny little corner to play in. Yeah. So in those situations, you're, you're kind of altering your little safety measures for that, you know, yeah, for yeah, that kind yeah. of space. And so, yeah, yeah definitely about just feeling safe to go and play to go and kind of have no boundaries I guess in another way yeah you can't imagine I would I I would say doing anything else this is it or could you imagine doing anything else no I really couldn't like and I've never been able to like even when people kind of go oh what's your plan B I'm like I really like I don't have like I just never had one and I remember there was a point when I was feeling quite low again in my 20s and I remember looking into doing kind of like but more as a kind of a side job so that I can continue doing acting like a like nutrition or something because I'd be fascinated with the workings of the body and I think that's kind of that's all part and parcel even of being an actor because you are you know so um but yeah no that was very that was like that involved looking up a course and then being like yeah I think I'm still on their mailing list. I'm like, no, (laughs) that's the only reason it comes to mind. But uh, no, nothing, nothing else. I've never, it's just, I, I, I just feel, I feel the most like myself when I'm doing it. I feel so, yeah, so true to myself. Um, Yeah. When I'm doing it and, and I, and then, and I love that feeling of like, even when you're filming, a feeling like you're kind of holding a room because you can do that on stage. But I love sometimes when you're on set and you might just feel like, oh, hang on, we're holding a room here. The scene is that we're got. And then afterwards, you know, people be like, that was really. And you're like, I know. Like you felt it. You felt it. Mm. And that's amazing because you don't see it. Like it's like obviously there's the scene that you see, but you don't see that little magic spark. But it's held everyone in that moment together in this mad shared experience. And it's just. Oh, I love That's it. Gorgeous. Addictive. <laughs> You've done a lot of really cool gigs, but is there a dream gig? Is there is there a role that you would love to take on? Oh God, a role that I'd love to take on. 
I don't know if there's a like a role as such. There's people I'd obviously like. There's like the Kate Blanchett's and the Meryl Streep's that I would just love to work with, you know. Yeah. Um, and things like experiences like uh, I, I'm still obsessed with Mike Lee. Like I love Mike Lee films, mm. and uh, and and he sort of builds a world from the ground up when he films. Um, and uh, that's always been a like, oh, I'd love to do one of those films and that kind of stuff. But in terms of like a specific role, I there's nothing really that I can think of. But it's it's more anything that kind of pushes me further out from myself that doesn't feel like myself. And when I surprise myself, like, um, yeah, like I like I'm going to go and film uh, this film at the end of the month. And I remember when I was auditioning for it, I just had a sense of who she was and and then what I loved about it was then when I was auditioning, I surprised myself a few times. I was like, oh, oh, like, uh, oh, that, oh, that's who she is. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love that she did that. I love that she did that. So those kind of things excite me, I suppose. Something that kind of pushes me and then excites me and, and, and surprises me, I guess. Yeah, which is, I always wish I had a better answer for those questions. No, that, these are great answers. Yeah, and you wrote a play about an incredible a uh, woman who was born in Limerick, who, yes. again, like a lot of us, I had never heard of until I heard of your play. So you wrote a play called I See You about a woman called Lady Mary Heath. Yes. So for those listening, and I know you've probably said this a million times, but can you tell us a little bit about her? Because she was one hell of a woman. Oh, she was incredible. Um, and I still, yeah, that's a that's a whole, that's been a whole journey in itself. She was, um, she was the first female commercial pilot. Um, she flew the length of Africa, um, was the first person, first person to do that, first person to parachute out of a plane. Yeah, first person, person, like not woman, person. Uh-huh. Um, she, uh, she was, she was an incredible athlete, and and uh, she com- campaigned for like the, 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 the women's sports and Olympics and everything. She like, there's so many different things. I'll probably forget half of them. Um, and 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 funnily enough, like Amelia Earhart was actually a really big fan of hers. And, and even bought her first plane from Lady Mary Heath. But the difference was Amelia Earhart's husband was like her kind of PR guy and mm. used to just like, just kind of, you know, got, got her set up in all these kind of events and stuff. And then often he would steal events kind of from Lady Mary Heath. So Lady Mary Heath would be going to this event as this big pilot and he'd end up kind of um, booking Amelia instead. So there was like, there's loads of layers. Um, she, her, was born, oh, she was born in Limerick. She was born in Limerick. Her, her mother was, um, was uh, bludgeoned to death by her father who, uh, who had mental health issues, who then was put in the, uh, in the mental institution in, and she in witnessed Dundrum. this. She witnessed it as a baby. Oh, like God. so much. And th- so you see where her kind of, where the power in her came from. I mean, if this is not, I know you did, you wrote a play and it was a very successful, uh, you know, run of shows, but if this is not a movie. I know, I know. I just, <laughs> I'm like, I wish I had the time. Because I, I remember a few people have said to me, have you thought about it or have you spoken to anybody about it? And I'm like, oh, I should really. Because like, she's incredible, like incredible. And what was amazing about that, even that show was when you're talking about channeling somebody mm. or like, I felt her, I just felt her energy so deeply. And that's why, the, and it was, and it, and there's often little times when like, one of the things on the, the stage was littered with like paper airplanes and Lady Mary Heath was trying to connect with this kind of modern day Mary. And uh, she, she was using paper airplanes basically. And just after I, I just after the pandemic break the, or the first lockdown and I was back filming Line of Duty mm. um, I was walking through Belfast and uh, and I was a bit kind of nervous I was like oh god I have to go back in now tomorrow this is going to be really nervous and I shit you not a paper airplane landed in my path like it was just there now okay, I, I don't wow. know if it landed but it was literally sorry I was walking and I just was like it was literally in front of me and I was like thank you Lady Mary Heath like I was just like a, like a, I felt sorry. like a sign just like everything's going to be okay. We yeah, got this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow. But yeah. She, and do you believe in signs? Yeah, I do. I do. I yeah. th- No, I think you can, you can hammer them home. Like as in like, if you kind of go, you, you know, when you really want to sign something to be a sign and uh, you, you can really was, make it yeah. be a sign. I've, I've done that in the past. <laughs> um, that's definitely in my twenties. I'm like, I really should be with this guy. I, it's, it's, it, this is a sign. Um, but no, um, uh, but no, I do. Oh, definitely. Or like, um, but yeah, paper airplanes are not something that appear in front of me all the time. Uh, 
my my lucky little symbol is a is a ladybird because my first ever one woman show was kind of the, there was a symbol in it of a ladybird, and uh, and I have footage of it um, when I was auditioning for Line of Duty. Um, my my little nephew was was helping me with the lines, like you know we were just messing about, and uh, and a ladybird landed on the script oh. and I remember just going God even if I don't get this job that's a lovely sign and I, I had no attachment to it that was which was what was great you know sometimes when you've if you feel like you have a sign and then you're kind of like hell bent on making it you know it, it was it was kind of like oh isn't that lovely oh that's a really good sign oh I'll probably have a good a good time at that audition you know and so yeah mad mad but um so I definitely believe in science for sure. <laughs> and then on that attachment, it's interesting to say that because um one of the things I loved when I so I love yoga as well and I trained as a yoga teacher, but I um really love this idea of uh, the power of detachment. Yes. And and the letting go and not feeling like that need, desire of I need 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 this to work. You need and that I suppose you were in a lovely free um, surrendering kind of place where you were like, hey, I'm just going to yeah. go with this. And now I see, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's, uh, I, I think that's the problem because we're as humans, we're trying to constantly put meaning to everything and and tie everything up in a neat little bow. And sometimes the sign is just the sign. It mightn't mean that you're going to get the thing or whatever, it, but it might. it's just a little bit of reassurance, mm. which I think is is a nice way to look at it because I think in the kind of struggling years, not that I don't struggle now, by Jesus, I do. But as in like, you know, in the real struggling years, you'd be trying to kind of go, that means that. Okay, Grant, you know, that means this. Okay, you know, because you were hanging on and then nothing, there's no space, there's no room to breathe and that kind of like constantly hanging on and not letting go. Um, But that letting go is definitely a huge uh, journey for me or a huge yeah. like it has has been definitely because it, it's been my the, the fact that I I'm, I'm so tenacious um or such tenacity about if it was something I want is a gift but then the not letting go can be the problem so I need to always yeah, try yeah. to balance I get you the two for sure my mum says that uh I'm a like a she also says I'm like a little terrier when I <laughs> well I used to be little terrier when I wanted something so I kind of grab onto it and then I'd kind of be like <sighs> wouldn't let go. <laughs> it's like, let go, let go, let go of the idea of the thing that you want or let go of the, you know, um, yeah, like I kind of can't be, I, I'm sort of, yeah, one, is that the, not narrow-minded, but kind of like one point of direction on something and kind of, yeah, single after focus. A me- single focus and I have to remember yeah. to be like, no, no, let go and just see what happens. And so definitely better at that now that mm. I'm a bit older. But yeah, when I was younger, not so much. <laughs> so the classic question is like, if you could go back in time and have that chat with your younger self when you were striving and, mm. you know, it, it was tough. I would imagine there were plenty of tough times. Yeah. What would you say to that younger Amy? Oh, um, it will happen. It will happen. And the quicker you learn to enjoy yourself and be happy now, the quicker it will happen. Does that make sense? Nice, yeah. <laughs> and that's the same for all of us, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's it's so. it's enjoying the here and now, yeah. the right now, yeah. not the looking ahead all the time. Yeah, because then you don't enjoy. That's the thing as well. Then when you get the things, you don't enjoy them because yeah. you're then worrying about the next thing. Mm. You know, so you get the job you wanted, or you get the gig, or oh, I'm going to be on this show. And then you're kind of going, yeah, but I mean, what do I have in a month's time then after that show's finished? Like, it's like, oh, it's a never ending. Like, it's hell. Yeah. Yeah. What's the most important thing to you in life? Oh, I have to say family now, don't I? <laughs> like, what's the most important? Yeah, it's... It, it is f- like, yeah, family, really. Like, yeah, I suppose if we're th- like, obviously there's the, the family or people, I guess. But like, if you're thinking of the core value, I think it's, I think it's the authenticity thing that I've been just, it's really been playing up for me mm. a lot, a lot recently. And um, I well, think I think there's is. a need for it as well. I think a lot of us are probably, uh, well, I'm certainly speaking from my own perspective. I, I'm, I'm tired mm. of the fakery yeah. that I see online on social media accounts and I'm just I'm bored it's like enough now yeah and a lot of us can see through it and then some 
maybe not so much and buy into it. And I think, well, I, I think audiences or people or whatever are very discerning, but sometimes it's very easily to be manipulated, particularly if you're in a vulnerable place. And I think when things are having, an, I, I know I'm kind of speaking in riddles, but I feel like if you have a profile and a public profile, there's a sense of responsibility that comes with that to keep it real. Mm. And you're doing that. And even though I would imagine you value your private life very much and you separate your work life to your real life, but you're still using your voice in a very real way. Some people will like it. Some people won't get it. And that's OK. But I think that's what that's what I'm craving from yeah. people I follow. I'm craving. I don't care whether our lives are completely different and we have completely opposing opinions. I just want you to be real. Yeah. Can you please be real? Yeah. Like, yeah, that kind of authenticity and 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 I know when I it's so funny because I, 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 I remember saying to my husband recently in that conversation about authenticity, I was going, there are certain actors that I know and they they're just even people that I would have had on on that. Uh, I, I did a few episodes of like a podcast when I when um, uh, lockdown ha- happened. And I love it. You're I really playing it down. It. Yeah, because it, it, it was called it Year like of it, the Selfie. Yeah. And it was it was a really good project for you to work on. Yeah, well. it was it was lovely because I knew I was going back to filming and I just wanted to bring artists together to have a conversation for us all to level down a bit and go like, mm. okay, like we all feel the same things because we were all on, we were all at ground zero. It didn't matter who you were or what kind of gigs you had coming up or anything. At that moment in time, we were all unemployed. So we all needed to kind of come together and see what's how- What's it all about? What's it, what, why are we actually doing this? You know, and yeah. I was kind of saying there was even a few people on that podcast, actors and, and things um, or artists that I was going- those are people like when I think of authenticity, I just I, I, I see them and I go, I know you and I know what you're about. Mm. Um, and that's what I like about you, because I just know what you're about. I, I, I don't feel like I'm going to get any surprises here. And we don't have to agree. Yeah, I don't have to agree. And we don't, don't have to be the same. No, and we don't have to come. We don't have to be the same age, same sexual orientation, same come from the same area or anything. Yeah. But, but I, I know, know what, yeah. what I see is what I get. Yes. And that's and, what people get from you. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Oh God, yeah. I hope so. Whereas I, I, I feel then, and then I feel sometimes, and I think that can really work to your, to your advantage as a, as a, as an actor, because, you know, it, it, because, it, because it, when people talk about your brand and you're this, that's your brand. Your brand is who you are. It's that thing that you can't name. It's yeah. just that. And there's some actors who are constantly, uh, you know, or, or 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 artists who are kind of thinking, oh, if I try this, that'll make me famous, or if I try this, that'll they'll make, like me, they'll more. like me more. Mm. And it's like, and and they're they're going further and further away from what actually makes them special and them oh, unique brilliant. and all yeah, that. That's it. So I think that yeah. So I and think, that's a great reminder for all of us. Again, every time you're 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 playing a part, for want of a better description, and you're not being yourself, you're denying who you really are. Hmm. You're not, and and that's that's going to chip away at your self worth because inside, you know whether whether you want to like I I I I really love the practice of inner child work, you know, and I, I think inside there is there's there's the there's the younger you screaming for attention, hmm. and if every time you deny it, you make them sad yeah. because you're saying no to yourself. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway, this conversation has gone lots of different directions yeah. that I wasn't expecting, which I love. I oh, love, God. I love, I love. And um, it's nice to have... 1,700 tangents over here. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> hey, I'm all about the tangents. That's where that's where the magic happens. Um, yeah, and I'm excited for you. You're obviously, it's all going on. You have a young family. Um, so you're trying to do that and juggle. And you're riding the wave of of really interesting work that I would imagine when you do shows like Line of Duty and, you know, the other shows and, and movies that you've done and the plays, it just, it continues to lead on to more and more and more. Um, will you stay in Ireland, do you think? I, well, for the moment I will. Yeah, because I think like I started off in London and I came back here. So I started off in London and then uh, this American film sort of brought me back here and then I'd kind of written a one woman show and that kind of got picked up and then and then I started to get more and more work over here because so much was filming. So um, and what I kind of realize now and a lot of actors in the UK are, you know, and beyond kind of saying you don't really need you can you can you don't have to be in London or L.A. to get the work. You can get the work and then go out there. Mm. Um, so in terms of support, like the amount of family support that we have, especially for the kids, is amazing. Um, so I, I would like to stay, yeah. but, um, 
Yeah, but uh, but uh, but the, at the same time, like I, I signed with a new agent in the UK recently, and she was going, "What happens if you've got like a, if we have to kind of like move you out to somewhere for six months?" I'm like, "That's grand. We'll all move." And that's and that's the great thing about yeah yeah the setup that myself and my husband have is that we're kind of willing always to just go, "Okay, what's the next adventure? Where are we going now?" You know, we're not kind of tied. We don't feel tied to any one place, which is, uh, yeah, which is which is which is really nice. But yeah. That's the, uh, and that's the thing, that's the open mind that I have to keep that, you know, Ireland's very small. So it's not just here I'm kind of managing. I have to always keep my mind to the UK and, 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 and the US and beyond that there are, you know, loads of opportunities out there. Because I think in this kind of small country, you can get very in the little bubble yeah. and think that this is all there is. And oh, that person got that and I didn't get that. And, you know, so I'm tr- constantly trying to kind of open my mind to all the kind of possibilities that are out there and not kind of stay too, too, too stuck. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, the, and as well, it's kind of even been with that role with, with line of duty and all that kind of came with that. And it's, it's, it's funny because it's like, a, I remember someone saying before, like new level, new devil, cause you kind of, there's a sort of a leveling up that you have to say no to things that you would have said yes to previous. And you have to kind of, have to kind of mm. you know push yourself a little bit further so there's all kind of those things that that come along with you know with a really lovely gig like that as well mm. so yeah it's um it's uh yeah new level new devil but but ready for it <laughs> yes yes you are yes you are absolute pleasure to meet you um you're very cool you're very talented you're very sound and uh, i and just so really loved this chat <laughs> Thank thanks you. a million thank you so much thanks for having me If you enjoyed this episode, please do let me know by leaving a rating on Spotify or you can leave a little comment on Apple as well. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Ready To Be Real Conversations. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.